Jupiter and Cotton talking about stuff. Debating issues, making it happen, girl. Welcome everyone to our first episode with the uh with 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 our new our new co-host. Yes, hello. Welcome. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Cotton. Uh sometimes <laughs> known as RC. You know, or if you meet me in Indianapolis, possibly John. It's up to you however you want it to go. All the names. Indeed. And I'm on a podcast now, and that's neat. You're on a podcast again. Again? Yes, there was. I was I was on a podcast before. Oh my gosh, you're the worst <laughs> at this. Oh my gosh. So for everybody who doesn't know, Cotton was on the Without a Net Shadowrun saga, and he played RC the Rigger. The Rigger. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Yes, there we go. Yeah, please, I just please remember more. you as the betrayer, so hey. Yeah. You betrayed you know, everything that moved. <laughs> you, you are the betrayer of Mary Sue, my character, so I was fuck in, you one you, more time you, you because keep I up. Yeah, I won't forgive you for the betrayal. Okay. <laughs> so brought, brought to you by Morton Salt. <laughs> this kind of podcast is. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to apologize for being salty on this one. No, don't try to shame me. There you well, go. You, Crack that you open. Some, yeah, you made some points. <laughs> this is this is a clear American <laughs> line, by the way. So, oh I'm like sneak it in there. It's like if I could just open. It. Be professional. <laughs> nailed it. There we go. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the new the new format. Let's let's kind of talk about. That season one, it was really just it was me, and I invited several people on to discuss various topics. But this new format now is predominantly just going to be you and I, Cotton, talking, and once in a while we'll bring on people to discuss various topics. Yes, indeed. Jupiter and Cotton talking about stuff, debating <laughs> issues, making it happen, girl. Thank you, uh, Grave. Please put that to music. That is our intro and outro. <laughs> Thank Nailed it. For that. Nailed it. Perfect. You're a genius, sir. I knew I hired the right guy for this. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess as a as a icebreaker, we did a little homework. Each of us had to create a list. Do you want to tell everybody about this this list you suggested? Yes. This is this is our first topic of the new season. We're talking about our personal five best D and D monsters. Best. Yes. So we're, best. We're gonna say which are our top five, and are we gonna say why, or are we just this is it and that's it? I don't. No, you're gonna say five monsters. I'm gonna say five monsters, and it's gonna be the end of the podcast, and we're just gonna yes! do a blame. All right. And then we're and going to allow early. we're gonna have, we're gonna allow comments <laughs> for eight minutes, and then we'll just like ban comments for and not tell people why. You know, like be like you know what you did. You know, that's it. That's, so so step one is create drama through great popularity. <laughs> You know, then we sell out to raid Shadow Legends. I think there's profit somewhere in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who who should go first on our top five D and D monsters? Top oh, five D and D five E monsters. Who should go first? Well, it, it is sort of it, well. It's, I guess it's our show now, but it's you invited me, and mm-hmm. ladies first, and I believe in chivalry. I am from the yes, south. There's no lady here, so. <laughs> Who should where, go first? Where's she? You know, <laughs> where's she? We didn't hire her. <laughs> I will. I will tell you what. I'll tell you what. As long as it's not kobolds, for the love of God, 
You, I w- I'll be more than happy to go first. Just not okay, go Okay, I'll go first. I'll go I'll first, fuck. and don't... I, I, it's my list, sir. You can't dictate what's on my list. How dare you? I'm like, you like scratched out number five and put cobalt. Okay, all right, so... <laughs> I, I, I want to talk about this because I, I mentioned this to you on Sunday because I had finished my homework Sunday because, of course. Um, but I had been thinking about it for, like, weeks because we, you assigned this to us, like, earlier this month. And I've been thinking about it for weeks, thinking about it for weeks. Like, well, what would I choose? What would I choose? And then I finally, like, broke the book out and I went, all right, let's really look at these. And I went, there's so many. There's so many. And they're like, there's so many good ones. And it was really, really hard to choose my top five. But what I learned from this process is I'm apparently, I'm going to deem myself a, a traditionalist. I have I have not embraced the new ways or the new things. So let's just start. Ready? I'm ready. I'm ready for the traditionalist right. D&D. <laughs> D&D, top five traditionalist monster here. Number five, the Beholder. Fair enough. That's a good, okay. that's a good selection. So, it's it's iconic. Um, it's a really good like high level boss monster. And ever since I watched Goblin Slayer, the episode where he fought, he fought one. I was like, man, that's it's just a really cool monster. I've never used it in a game, but it's it's just something that's so like it's it's just everybody knows what it. You say Beholder, everybody knows what it is. I don't have to describe it, and everybody automatically hypes up in fear because. Everybody knows what it is. Yeah, they're great. I mean, it's it's one of those monsters where even if you like do it poorly, it's still great. Like it's it's, just, it's it's great. It looks awesome. If you if you GM it in a, in a maybe not optimized way, it's still great. If you have its layer, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. People who know what it is are gonna freak. Are gonna know what's up. Yeah. You know, if you have that kind of party with varying experience mm-hmm. levels, and it's like, I, oh, you see lots of vertical shafts. Oh fuck. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rut but you can't say anything because that's okay. not good. Yeah. Uh, number four. And this is one I've used in in my D&D campaigns. I, I don't know why. I've just always used them uh, in my two that I've done. I love them. Lich. Yeah. I think a lich is a really good big bad to have in a game. And you never even have to encounter the lich. You could just have the lich working forces against the party. And they just have to constantly overcome all of this, this stuff. And eventually, if they really want to get to the big bad evil guy, they can. But it's it's just something that can just always be there as a subplot that there's this this evil entity that's out there against you. Right. So so just for no particular reason, liches would they have any relationship with like a kraken? I'm just putting out ideas. <laughs> I'm just telling out. I'm just well, you know, a lich is very much you know like what dragons are in. In Shadowrun, they mm-hmm. they have all the time in the world. They like to spend their time behind the scenes plotting, having others do their bidding. And I think a lich is a great tool to kind of put pressure on a D&D party without ever actually even having to be present. They're just off screen somewhere, causing havoc, possibly hiring a Kraken to hunt some people down. It's actually interesting because I have some baddies on my list, which uh-huh. are sort of the opposite end of that thread. Okay. We'll get to them. We'll get to them. We'll, we'll, we'll get to them. Okay. Number three, a dragon. I prefer the red dragon. Again, another just. Very traditional. Just, very very down the middle. It's, just, it's it's classic. Who doesn't want to be a dragon slayer? Who? What party doesn't feel great when they slay a dragon? I had one party that had to slay 
a young dragon, and then because they did that, the daddy dragon showed up, and they had to fight him. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also threw a mage, uh, some I think an ogre, and then a baylor at them, all in one night. Like I was trying to kill them, I threw everything at them, and this group just pushed through and did it, and they were great. I think Red Dragon very much highlights her traditionalism because that, that is the most right. That, that, it's an iconic. It is on the cover. I sound it like is a the boomer. Red Dragon. I actually yeah, read all the yeah. dragons, and I'm thinking, what about Green Dragon? It's like, ah, oh, he's a nerd. Oh, he's out. Nerd. No, red. <laughs> Gotta be red. Also, yeah. I think a dragon is a great way to dump magic items onto your onto your group. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, cursed ones, stuff they want, and then stuff they they don't want, or stuff you want them to have just as a hook. So I, I think uh, a dragon, you know, if they slay it, there's the horde. There's really good stuff it finds. So I think it's a good way to like dump stuff on your on your players. Yeah, because yeah, lots a of shit. Yeah. yeah, it, it could be like, oh, I found this flying carpet, and they'll be like, oh, it's cursed. Why would you have this? The dragon's like, it really, you know, it really, you know, brought the room together. Yeah. Okay. My number two, mind flare. Now I remember reading the the Jersey books, and I remember when he encountered them. And they just sounded so cool. And when you read about them, they sound awesome. Like they just take people over with, you know, in their brains. And it's like, it's just, it's awesome. And again, another one, when you say mind flare, everybody knows what it is. Everybody's already afraid. Yeah, but so, awesome, you mean evil, great. right? They seem so no, evil. Awesome. Like, no, okay, just. <laughs> awesome. They seem awesome. Like it's great. <laughs> no, as a GM, I'm talking as a GM, I think a mind flare is great. But again, if I'm in a party and, and my, my GM says, oh, it's a mind flare. The, uh, it's like, oh, you know, uh, I don't know what to do now. Like, should we run? What do we do? <laughs> like, because yeah, everybody and they're, and they're knows. Also kind of a big bad. They do a lot of yeah, evil that's shit. That's a big bad. Yeah. Again, I've never used a mind flare. I would like to try it eventually that's... one day. And who knows? That lich may have a buddy who knows a mind flare that's looking for some work. And he's my cousin. You know, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's going to go find those people if they live through a kraken. So, <laughs> and then my number one, and this one, um, I had to put it on the list. I've never, ever used it. I think it's highly expected by most groups, but I've never heard of anybody actually running into one. Like, I've never, like, had anybody at a table say, oh, I was in a game where this occurred. And this is the Mimic. I think it's fun, but I, it's one of those that, Everybody knows what it is. Everybody expects it. Like, oh, we, there's a chest. It's a mimic. Okay. It's never once in my game has it ever been a mimic. But it could be. It could be. And everybody always, when you say, oh, there's a chest, everybody's first instinct is, it's a mimic. It's never been a mimic. I've never been in a game where it's been a mimic. I've never run a game where it's a mimic. But I think they're fun. The idea of them is fun. And it's just, again, one of those classic, iconic D&D monsters. So again, my top five. I'm I'm practically a boomer. You would think I was right there with Gygax in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, running <laughs> games because I'm so old in my choices here. And that these are super classic, right? Yeah, apparently. See, that's why I said I'm a traditionalist. Fair enough. See, I'm, the mimic is it was one that didn't make my list, and it's it's, it's only strike to me. Is it? It feels like it's become such a meme recently. Mm-hmm. Like everyone has mimic everything, and like like my even it's even like got my friend he's running a game. And it's like it's a mimic house with a mimic rug and a mimic wall with a mimic painting. Like okay, <laughs> and so it's for a creature that's totally based on subterfuge and ambush, and it's kind of a horseshit. It's kind of a horseshit thing. I have a chest. Ah, it's gonna eat you. You know, is and it 
it's just kind of a, a little bit of a dig, but it's kind of got memed, you know? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so that's, that's the only thing that kept it off of my list was it's it, it needs to die back down so you can ambush players. They need to forget it exists. <laughs> Again. They'll never forget it exists, though. I mean, it'll go out of, things come in, things go out of fashion, and eventually that, uh-huh. that memification will ebb, and then players won't expect it, and then you, may, you hit them with a mimic. Okay. All right. I look forward to the day when I can use it. Indeed. We'll see. All right. But that, that is my top five. That's your top five. Okay. So my, my five. My uh-huh. five. And these, these are ones that I love. I, like I, re- I went through the, the Monsters Manual, and I'm looking at things, and these are, these are my five that I love everything about them. I, I can't wait to word. trash it. Okay. I loved every. Oh, we can go. Oh, okay. Fine. We can go back and you know, you know, fuck your beholder, big round bastard. Uh, I like yeah. you try. <laughs> Spherical, yeah. Spherical piece of shit. Uh, so, and these are no. You had an order. I think you had like five, four, three, two, order. one. But yeah. you didn't tell me to like. And my number one is oh shit, there's an order. You just went like yes. Came out the gate with just beholder. Like oh, that's great. No, I said number five. I said number four. I said I gave you numbers. Thought are you not even listening to this podcast? I know. I was. I wrote them You're all down so I could remember them. Wow. Okay. All right. A little list. And yes, if you do a top five, they have to be in an order. This is your That's, game. You're, you're, I that is the most traditional. <laughs> <laughs> they must be in order, and they must all have filled out the proper forms, and then they must stand in line. <laughs> my, my, it's a collection. It's just sort of a vibe. It's how I feel about them. So, so the okay. first, one, the, the first one that I will talk about, <laughs> is is Goblin. I love them. I think Goblins are great. If you hate Goblins, you're wrong. And uh, here, here's why I love these things. One, and, and, and you'll see this on my list. My whole list is is very skewed toward the lower CR. I think higher CR is kind of overrated. I don't think many people get to get there. Everyone's like, oh, the Tarrasque is awesome. Who the hell are, is fighting a Tarrasque in a real way? You know, it's a <laughs> giant truck. I'm from the school of, yeah, Lamborghini is a great car, but I can have six, you know, challengers. <laughs> I, can, I like the Dodge Challenger more. You know, so anyway, goblins are great. They're cheap. You can have, you know, it's a great level one baddie, and they have disengage, which is awesome. It lets you as a GM do whatever you want. If you, you can have like four goblins, and if you play them to the hilt, you can kill the party. If you use a lot of disengage and get some flanking in there, if you're playing by that rule, or just go straight for the caster and, you know, pokey, poke, poke. And if you're kind of kicking their ass and you don't want to kill them, have them run away. They're stupid goblins. It's fine. They can haul ass. So, or you can have them do like shitty retreat shoot tactics. It's just a great, a great baddie at a low level. They're kind of cute. Little adorbs. Everyone fights them. And they just work well. They That disengage thing is just their one little gimmick. And it's great. Also, you can put them on shit. And they're even more adorable. You put one on a warg. Boom. It's great. Players level up, you get some hobgoblins and bugbears, which are both wonderful, especially bugbears. I, I would have them, like, I, I had my players who were low level. I'm trying to find stuff that I can, you know, sort of, like, fit within my CR budget. And I'm like, okay, oh, you can give them a pet hog or bo- a boar. That's what I bet a pet boar. And, like, knock one of them over. That's hilarious. They're, they're just, like, duct tape. You know, they're just, they're just great first enemies. They have this one little cool ability. You can play them to be, you can play them very well to challenge a more advanced group. You can play them a little basic and maybe not. I bet disengage everything around to, you know, and just chalk it up their low end or whatever. I think they're great. I just and, and they're gonna be in every campaign they ever run at low level. They're they're just so a great first Betty. A, a great, you know, all around utility kind of monster. 
Yeah, I just think that like the duck, the, like the duct tape of D and D, you could just slap them in there, and you could have them retreat or attack and die, and or you know, or, or do like hit and run, whatever you, whatever you need to do. They can talk, so they can have information that can be given mm-hmm. to players. It's just it's just a great battle you can find some reason to put somewhere, and then you can slap one with something else, and it actually halfway makes sense. Like you can see a a, a, a goblin on a warg. Is it the monster maker? Mm-hmm. You can see them with a, a pet wolf or dog or something, and that's how you get these little. Like how how do I make this encounter? Because I was struggling with my level one party of like what the, do I have them you know what do I, what do I have them fight? You know it's not just more goblins. Oh, it's a goblin. You know I can have you know a pet hyena in there. Hmm. And work. So I'm a big yeah. fan of those guys. I've never used goblins. <laughs> I've used kobolds. I hate goblins. I hate kobolds. Well, you're they're prejudiced. Like, so. They're 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 just terrible. They, they have like one thing where it's they get advantage on attacks because of pack tactics. <laughs> so either they're garbage or you don't or you have too many and then they just like alpha strike you with slings. Yeah. Ugh, all right, all kobolds. Right, all right, number four or number whatever four. your yeah, no, no. Nah. Esoteric list is your vibe. You, What's the next vibe? Yeah, I miss mean, You love the uh, the mind flayer, the illithid. On the uh-huh. other end of that is the intellect devourer. I love this thing. Whenever a creature has in its character description uh, can only be reversed with a wish spell, you're in the right place. These, these <laughs> things are, and it's creepy. It's a brain with little goofy ass arms and legs, yeah, and it yeah. sneaks about and it tries to mind control you and can teleport into your head and like your brain's just gone. Boop, it's out. And they are created by mind flayers. So one, this thing is super creepy, super mm-hmm. scary. It's a CR two. But it, will, it can absolutely kill you, and just finding one means you have now tugged on a strand of a, of a Mind Flayer plot. This thing is out there doing something. It's not, it's not like it's a soldier. It's not a piece of just a, a disposable minion. This is a spy as part of a Mind Flayer plot, and he's going to miss it. This thing was supposed to come back and probably tell some information, and it's dead now. So holy shit when you find it, and holy shit when he's killed. Nice. I love those things. I will keep that. I mean, I'd rather have the boss, the, the mind flare, but okay, I'll take your soldier. There you go. Uh, three black ooze. No, no. I three. love black ooze. Black ooze. Black ooze is great. Yes. What? Have, have you ever that had a paladin? Was... Yes, it's a. It's great. Have you ever had a paladin in your party who's a bit mouthy? I prefer not to have a paladin in my party. Black ooze will solve that shit <laughs> real quick. It's like it's like that CLR on a shower head. It'll Ew. just it'll just knock it right out. So this thing, <laughs> every time you hit it, uh, your the weapon, if unless it's a magical weapon, you hit it, boom, your weapon goes to minus one damage permanently. If it gets to minus five, destroyed. If it hits you, it's like the same thing. It's just this corrosion bastard that will just eat through metal and plate. You slam a door in its face, fine. You slam a four-inch thick steel door, good. You just bought yourself two rounds or 12 seconds before it's right through there looking at you. You hit the thing, it splits in half. You hit that, those split in half. So you have four of these little bastards, and they just love to eat wood and metal. It's hilarious. It's just a great little... It's just news. Have you used those in a game? Do what? Have you used that in a game? No, but I very much am going to. I would think... like So you're saying it can like damage, permanently alter the stat of a player or or a player's weapon. The we- Not the player, think- just the weapon. Okay, it, it has to be mundane. I think you'd get pushed back. For, I think players would be pissed about that. Yeah, it's it's it's, <laughs> mon- it's <laughs> yeah, who yeah. cares? 
Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I didn't know like <laughs> mind flay beam of mind control, but oh no, my mundane seal sword. You know, it's just it's the kind of thing that feels it feels a bit real, even though at the end mm-hmm. of the day you did like eight gold pieces or something worth of you didn't really mess them up, or if they have plate armor, uh, you know, they can afford to buy a new one. So <laughs> <laughs> No, I just, I'm used to players that sometimes get really bent out of shape if you do anything that alters them in any real way. And so I could, you know, Black Ooze sounds fun, but I can see that player being, getting a little upset that you just knocked my weapon down. You, you've altered my stats. You've altered my character. Like, uh, I was just playing the game. So, <laughs> fair, I don't know. Fair enough. Maybe, and I can see some being salty about that. It only works on mundane items. So, you're not going to okay. lose your Holy Avenger, you know, five yeah. sword or anything. It, okay. The worst it would do is probably a plate. Oh. That, would, that would suck, admittedly. It's expensive, <laughs> yeah. You know, so, okay, all right. No, no, yeah. let's, let's go on. You're, I'm starting to see the kind of DM you are. Yeah, these, these guys are cheap. This. It's like a CR4. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's great. Yeah. You I'm, find I'm, him. I'm learning. I'm learning a lot about you right now. You know, now and and in the same vein, Willow Wisp. <laughs> Willow Wisp is great, and it has even been made better by World of Warcraft. Because in World of Warcraft, there are wisps. When you're a night elf, when you die, you become a wisp, and you're a little <laughs> floating ball of happy light. It's pro- it's good. Now these things will kill you. So again, <laughs> this little this little dude is a CR two, CR two, and they hang out with other evil shit. And then just float in the woods. Hi, I'm a big happy light. You should like, you know, come hang out and shit. And then they can suck the life straight out of you, and then like, you know, consume life, and it will just straight up kill you. Like it's like you're just dead. Sucks to be you. And they purposely do this around other creatures that they can know can kick your ass. So they'll hang out in a dangerous area as the as the bait, and then you show up wanting to touch the pretty lights, and then you get your face punched in by some type of evil thing. And then between the two of you, you know, they suck out your life, they eat your body, you know. That's called mm-hmm. teamwork, you know. The bedrock <laughs> of civilization. You know, <laughs> there's no there's no team in Willow Wisp. So. <laughs> you know, so yeah, they're they're great, and uh, and and they will trick players. And again, it's like it's a little hint for those veteran players. If you have some veteran players, and they're like, lights in the middle of the woods, that's gonna be a no for me. And the young players are like, where should you go check out these lights? It's probably good. <laughs> So those are those are fun. Every every table I have, I have somebody that's more than happy to go after the jangly key. Uh, if I put something with the sign that says "Do not touch," they walk right up and go, "Oh, I'm going to touch it." Okay. So yeah, no. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I have done that. That should be my number five. Like you know, like do not open <laughs> signs. God, this is just like a. <laughs> and for my number five, this this was actually the hardest one because I had a bunch I wanted to put in here, and I. No, it was hard. This is the one. This was a slot where I had like four things, and I'm just I just kept going back and forth. So I went with this one. I pulled the trigger, and I I, I think it's a great, great creature, and that is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I love nightmares. I think they're mm-hmm. great. They're just cool. It's a horse. It's on fire. It's evil. You should mm-hmm. already be sold. You should already be on Team Nightmare. Oh yeah. No, I'm on Team Nightmare totally. <laughs> so, uh, the, and I love the idea. I've always loved Death Knights. I think they're great baddies. And then you put one of these things on the Death Knight. Which are like CR seventeen or something obscene number. These things are like a three, but it's cool because he rides in on this flying evil horse. But what put it over the top, what made it the number five for me and got it on the list, is I'm, I'm going to read this from the book. I have the bookmark here. Creating a nightmare. Nightmares don't appear naturally in the multiverse. They must be created from Pegasi. 
The ritual that creates a nightmare requires the torturous removal of a Pegasus's wings, driving the noble creature to evil as, as it is transformed by dark magic. Holy shit. We're going to tear a horse in half, people. That's what I'm talking about. Like, if this isn't right your campaign, I don't know what does. That was like two sentences. The helpful Pegasus is this protector of the party. Hello, party. I am a noble Pegasus here to help you, and it will save you from some problem, and, and you'll fight on their behalf, and they're kind of like this awesome avatar of good. And then you rip their goddamn wings off and turn them into an evil horse of torture and pain that will be ridden by the new big bad. Holy shit. Like, Would that be nice to 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 make a a group of adventurers go and uh you know encounter a Pegasus and and befriend it and it's wonderful but then you know like they help this Pegasus out of a problem all right great then they go on some more adventures but then they find out that somebody is you know says oh we need your help I'll pay you to go help this this Pegasus somebody you know I need it it it's it needs protection go get, go help the Pegasus so. The adventurers go, they get the Pegasus, they bring it back to the guy who's paying them. And they think all is right with the world. We've helped our friend, the Pegasus, and we've made some money. Only to then find out that it was brutally tortured and converted into something horrible. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's great. If you can trick the Pegasus into coming along, but I very yeah. much want them to see it happen. I want them to see this horse. <laughs> they come in the room and the Pegasus is in chains. And they're thinking, okay, this sucks. And the Pegasus is beaten to a pulp and bloody. Oh my god, we've got to kill this bastard. And then what the hell? It rips its rings off and it's transformed into a visage of evil that will then be used against them. Oh, man, that guy's got to go. <laughs> you know, like, that's it. <laughs> like, I, I, I want to kill players, guy. Yeah. I think players, if you, if you, like, have them befriend something and then you take that something and you have like a big bad do evil things to it, you have all, like, that's it. You're, the, the, the group is ready to just kill. Like, that's yeah. it. They're done. You, and, there's no faster way. And, and Pegasus are just pure. And you can see them being the... I guess in, in lots of media I've seen, you'll see a Pegasus or a unicorn or something show up and like, Hello, I have come with exposition that you may take to defeat the big bad, <laughs> though I cannot help you myself. So it's very often this, this symbol of the... It's a safe thing. You mm -hmm. know, it's it's above even... It's so far above you. And to take that and to twist it and to turn it against you, I think it's just a really cool thing. And that's just, just how it starts. You know, mm -hmm. the, the Death Knight rolls up on this fiery warhorse. You know, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that oh was that was my five. That was my five. Okay. You, how did you feel? What 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 was strong? What was weak? So here's here's what I got from yours, and what I what I got from mine. All right. So I made like gamer magazines. You know, nice, fun, carefree list, and you made a four chan. Uh, sub, uh, 14 <laughs> subreddit list of like serious hardcore gamers. Like, this is what you do. This is what, like, okay, I'm just going to do this very flashy, you know, superficial list over here. That's fun. And you did something super serious. So that's number one. That's how I feel. Uh, how, um, how did 4chan so, be, become super serious? That... <laughs> I don't know. Subreddit then uh, on a D&D &D subreddit. I, I just feel you like took this to like a different level. I was made, I was doing something fun. And you did something like, no, these are like the nuclear codes. This is serious business. We're I'm trying to show monitors. up. It's game day. It's my first podcast. Yeah. No, I'm no, like, it's watch, great. Watch me show up in the first um, time or like all start with letter A. <laughs> the other <laughs> thing I learned is as a DM, you'd like to get the most bang for your, your CR as you can in your monsters. 
Yes, I will admit. Yes. I, will have, I will readily admit this. Very much in the, in the economy of I want the the best CR rating, but the most damage I can get with that CR rating. But the lower the CR rating, the high damage. That's that's what you're looking for. I wouldn't say damage. I don't want okay. just big dice. Well, hurt. How can I hurt? What can yes. I do? How yes. can I How... <laughs> inflict pain, either emotional or physical, on my players with a low credit with a low CR as well? Yes. That's that's what you are looking at. <laughs> that's that's what I'm about as a person. That's that's what I've I've I got uh, yeah uh, that's that's what I'm I'm picking at. Whereas I'm and uh, I'm not saying either is good or bad. Whereas I'm like I'm trying to think what would be fun for my table to defeat, and you're thinking what would be fun to kill my table with. <laughs> not, not, I don't want to kill them. <laughs> if you kill them, they can't feel anymore. That's not. They can roll up your characters <laughs> if you kill them. They can't feel anymore. Yeah. Where's the fun in that for me? Yeah. I need to torture the table. There was there was one thing I do wish I'd mentioned. I think it mm-hmm. slipped off of my brain because I actually love this thing so much, and I fucked up. And I think I left it off my list because I. Is it your honorable mention? We can make it your honorable. Mention. This is this would be my honorable mention. Okay. And I love this thing. And, and, and you just said the 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 CR bang for your book, and then bang for your book, and then just the Abolith. I I fell in love with that thing. I think it's a great baddie. It is the lowest CR baddie. <laughs> With like layer, where it has like layer shit. Uh-huh. It's it's the lowest boss. Yeah, you know, Trask is amazing. Who the hell are these people fight Trask? This thing is a CR ten, and it's evil, and it looks like a evil stupid beast. It looks like a, just a big stupid thing in the water that would eat your head off. When it has a written in power, no save, no bullshit. It can read your mind and find out what you most desire, and very much use that to corrupt you, to fuck with you. It can project its image like a mile away. It is just creepy and super evil. Hmm. And it would be a great first boss, I think, for lots of parties that have worked their way up. Now it's time for that CRT, and they're there. And this guy is like flat-out evil, has layer actions, and is a real boss. Behind the scenes. So he would think that would be my honorable mention. I'm a CR bank for your buck. I, I very much am from the muscle car family of, of DM. <laughs> Put more horsepower in this car. What about brakes and shocks? Car go fast. You know, we don't have time for that. So, so let let me ask you this then. Uh, since we're very we're different in how we think about monsters and how we choose them, we're we're very different in how we go about that process. Do you think choosing the right monster is very important? Like, if you choose something too strong, it could affect the table, or too light, or like, how do you? What am I trying to ask here? Can you kill the game's momentum by choosing the wrong monster? Yeah, but I think it's more of, I think it's a higher bar. I think it's not choosing the right monster. And the right monster no. is not written in stone, mm-hmm. right? Would you would you kind of tack on with that? It's whatever you sell. Ex- expand, elaborate. Like if, if you have a lich, but you breathe uh-huh. life into that lich, even though it's undead, rim shot, uh, <laughs> <laughs> then... That's that's the right one. If I take the lich and I and I don't give a shit about the lich, but the CR looks like it's about the right thing for these guys to fight, and, and and I'm not feeling it, and so I don't put the story into that that creature because either I don't care or I had a lot of stress in my day that week. Just the wrong monster. The right monster is the one that can make the players want to be there today, and that you care about. And so because you cared about it, it'll kind of go to them in that same way. That's that's what I think the right. My, what what do you see? Is like, would you have an example? So or how do you let, feel about it? Let, let's talk about let's talk about a kraken. I have sure, just hypothetically. Who who um are are you know they they 
saw a Kraken destroy another ship at sea. They pull up into port. They enjoy some shenanigans in port. And all of a sudden, same Kraken is now in that port, ready to cause havoc. It's going to destroy ships. It's going to kill people and probably damage them if it can. I think I... now these, these characters are level 10 and 11. There, It's a mix between 10 and 11, which I think is enough. I think it's good enough, but I do believe that a Kraken is a very high-level monster. And if I just said, hey, these five adventurers have to defeat a Kraken, they'd go, no, we're going to die. I'm with so, you so far. Yeah, right? You're, you're <laughs> like, this isn't how, how, as a GM, how are you doing this? But that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I have to foster a lot of trust at my table. I have to tell them, you're going to be okay. We're going to get through this. Trust me on this. You're not going to die. I don't want you to die either. I want a game, but I want you to defeat the Kraken. I'm sorry. It has to be done. Things are, other things are <laughs> happening. You guys have screwed up. This is what happens now. Defeat the Kraken. But I think I have a table that's willing to go with me. I think on some other tables, if I tried that with people that didn't really know me or trust me, I think they would balk really, really hard and push back and say, no, there's no way we can do this. We're going to <laughs> what, die. What is this bullshit? <laughs> Yeah, what is this bullshit? Do you even know how to run a game? That's way too high for our level. Like that, this is what would happen. I, I agree, and I think that yeah. much, you're right. It goes, it goes with GM style. Like I wouldn't mind playing uh -huh. at someone's table who was like, "Look, <laughs> bring extra character sheets, brother," and I would know that going into <laughs> it that that's what we're doing. And uh -huh. in that kind of a game, it was just match, match, match of us getting our, you know asses kicked by ridiculous stuff and he wasn't mm -hmm. adjusting the, the first time I but okay this is this guy we're playing real D&D &D. we're here to like do the thing and think tactically or whatever and so we got our asses kicked so maybe we need to get better and maybe he needs to scale it back a bit and we just kept getting our shit kicked in no I'm, I'm gonna be out you're right that's gonna suck yeah and there is a thing yeah and I'm in this game you're talking about so if there's any hints just go ahead and feel free to you know, how am I the player you know kill the dragon okay they're out seats uh but no, I do trust you, and you don't want to kill your players, and we do feel very safe, and so it's led this really fun game. It's probably not the most tactically sound game, but that's it not is. the game. You guys are not the most tactically sound people. No, we're having a great time. No. It's, that, it's that kind of game, and so you're right. And, uh, I, I, th I agree. I think if this was a game where it's like, we're here to play straight-up gold-fashioned D&D with CRs and bring a If we saw a crank at this level, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's going to be a no for me, fam. <laughs> yeah. And I think the GM would think we were dumb to fight it. You know, you should yeah. run. Yeah, and oh, and that's another thing. Like, I think a lot of GM, you know, they they put this this creature in front of the the group, and the group just automatically thinks, oh, we have to fight it. And it's like you don't have to. You could run away. Like, it's I, okay to run away. Like, what do you do? You don't have to. If you feel it's too big, you can run away. I can I can see that with like a kraken. And, and I said that I, I'm running a game, and I said that early on. Like, look, you may, you know, this is a world, and it's totally uh, breathing and living, and blah blah blah. Other horse shit you say. And uh, if you run into something, then maybe that's just not the thing you need to be at right now. Mm -hmm. You know. And and I thought I never really did that for the most part, unless it was clear that maybe that was the right answer. That maybe mm -hmm. like you see an army over the hills, and it was the kind of thing where it was you see hundreds. Like, no, no, it's not even worth talking about. Can you go out there and fight them at level four? Yeah, and they know that. So yeah. if you're gonna pull that, it better be obvious. If you if you have them go up against something that's, say, medium size, but is you know like three times as hard as anything they could touch, 
that's that's shit. I think that's kind of shitty. You know. I I do I I do agree. Like if you're a GM, that's just like let me just find the biggest baddest monster and just use it as a tool to just beat my players up for four hours a session. That's that's bad. I don't I don't like that. I've I've been in, at a table where the GM just spent four hours just beating me up, and it was like this sucks. This isn't fun. This is I just got beat up. This this guy's happy because he got to do the beating, but I'm not happy. I was the one getting beat up. But I think when I'm choosing, like, with this Kraken, I, I think a lot of people would say, shoot, that's incorrect, that they, they shouldn't be facing that right now. But in my mind, I'm like, yeah, but it's really cool. It's a Kraken. And they're going to they're gonna get through it. It's okay. I, I got a plan for them. I mean, I got some safety nets in place. I, I've, they, they trust me. We're going to get through it. I'm not going to demolish them or annihilate them. That's not fun for the entire table. But I think if they get through it, the feeling they'll get, the players will get, is just one that would be so high of, like, we killed a Kraken. <laughs> that they would just go around bragging everywhere. Like, they'd scrawl it on the side of their ship. You know, killers of Krakens. You know, like, they would just dine out on that for the ages. Oh, and yeah. I think they would feel good. It would make the players feel good. And that's what I'm trying to do as a GM. I want them to feel good. And so I'm going to put this thing and I'm going to go, they're going to really love defeating this. They're going to love killing this. This is going to make them happy. That's my <laughs> mindset when I say, here's the Kraken destroying Harbor. You guys are going to love this. <laughs> now, and this is the mind that made Mary Sue. It's like, yeah. I can't put the circle into the square peg. Like, I, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> like, am I, the, am I the, like, here, I'm, I'm going to be the social media manager for a minute. Am I, the one, am I the only one who's like, what the fuck right now? Drop a line <laughs> in the comments. Hit that like button. And don't forget, we don't have that shit. But, like, but if we, one day so we'll are you have saying I don't make sense? So you're saying I don't make sense? Like this is I'm saying, like, all wonderful it. humans, you're a complicated <laughs> mixture of nuanced stuff. Bam! Hey, Back me. in. Wow. Yeah. Saved. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so what's the biggest mistake you've ever made at a table with a monster then? The biggest mistake I have made at a table with a monster. Yeah, tell me tell me one of your flaws, my fr I'm sure there's not many. You're going to have to dig deep. But tell me one of your one of your big mistakes at a table with a monster. One of the big mistakes I had at a table with a monster. I'm trying to think of when I really really messed up bad. I've had I've had a few. Uh <laughs> The first was so I, this was I, I was this is my I'm running this game with a bunch of people who have either never played D and D or haven't played in like since there was no numbers after the the D <laughs> it was just D and D and one guy who knew what he was doing now I had one guy so we're all together playing the game as newbies and I, mean, I drew out this dungeon with like all of my heart and soul and work and effort it was great and at the very end they leave the dungeon and I have a thug there okay. And this is a party who is not, say, combat optimized, and they're a little beat up. And I'm like, I'm going to throw a thug in there. Thugs have two attacks per round. It just beat the shit out of my players. And I, it was one of those things where I'm like, they could probably take it, but it was a bit too much. And I knew it was wrong, and I knew it was a bit too much, and it was at the end. And I think part of it was it was at the end of the session. And I think mentally they had come down, and it didn't add to the story. And again, this is low level. This doesn't sound great. It was a thug. But it literally killed them outside their 
like donkeys. Like, this is the end. You've come into the light. It's game over. You kicked all the ass. You've done the thing. You've been the heroes. Oh, there's a, there's a shit bag by your wagon trying to steal shit. Total party kill. And I had to, like, write my way out of it, you know? Oh, gosh. <laughs> or it was, it was something wow. like, no, no, I know what it was. I know what it was. This, it, it killed two of them. They, mm-hmm. they, they both failed three days. Uh, one uh, rolled a crit fail on a death saving throw and then rolled blow to the next one. So uh, they were dead in three rolls. The other one died in like four. And they, didn't, they, didn't, they, they, weren't, they were just too tired and not tactically minded enough to get out of that. Mm-hmm. And the healer went down first. It was just. Oh, God. It was just. It was just. It wasn't. But it, was more, it was not thematically good. Like, mm. This was this was what a story should have. I should not have done that. That was just. <laughs> it was an early that. dumb thing. That I did, and mm-hmm. I learned from that one like dumb mistake. I have always left myself an out. I've never, mm-hmm. I've always thought to myself, I always have a plan in my back pocket because I don't want to kill my players either. Mm-hmm. Like if they start to lose this, what's my play? Yeah, what are you that, gonna do? How, how do you help? That's my. Do you I, mm-hmm. do you do that? Do you have like a if they start to lose, I have my plan B in my back pocket. If they just beat the shit out of this thing, and I have some plan A over here to maybe. I actually end up in the the latter more often than the the former. I usually end up <laughs> I end up when I when I run a monster in a game, I will I won't use everything it has. Like I I kind of I guess you can call it pull the punches. I pull the punches. I don't use everything it has in its you know entire armament of of ways to do combat. I'll I'll just do one or two of them. So it gives the, the people, because I tend to put monsters that are way higher than their ability. So I, I pull the punches to kind of offset that. But sometimes they think so, my, my players think so creatively that they come up with a way to just defeat it. They just steamroll it, which, to be, to be honest, happened with the dragon, the young dragon. They steamrolled it. They just wiped it out like it was nothing. And I was like, well, that kind of pissed me off. I'm like, that should have been a higher challenge. Guess what? It's got a parent. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, did. it showed up you gotta do it all again and they were they loved it because they were like oh come on throw it at us we we could do it we just killed one we can kill another one great they loved it but i think i if so like again with this cracking because i'm in the middle of this right now i have so many safeguards because they're in a harbor with a bunch of other ships a bunch of other people this is a busy port town it's not just them fighting this kraken it's not like they're out at sea alone fighting this kraken so i'm going to have other groups causing damage the kraken's going to attack randomly everybody in the harbor so they may not get hit i'm not going to say they won't get hit because again it's going to be random it may happen but in probability it won't but that's that's what i do i try to put in as many safety nets as i can but i do leave it up to chance as much as i can if that makes sense yeah, no, I I really get it. Again, you've been gymming a lot more than me. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a relative neophyte, and I've tried to listen to lots of people, and that will definitely help all you fledgling GMs out there. Uh, <laughs> and, and definitely read the text. The, the, the sneakiest thing has ever gotten me. I have I have I have come very close to making this mistake, or I, or if I haven't, you just you just like this uh, the, the eternal tool of the GM, dealing from the bottom of the deck. Um, <laughs> And that is, yeah, I didn't read about immunities. So I'm like, okay, we've been fighting lots of undead shit. There's a cult, cult evil, undead. I'm with you. All right, we're all, we're all, we're all good. Let's throw mummy at them. Mummies are immune to like everything. And if they punch you, you get mummy rot. So it's a big old, it, it's a, it's, it's, it's not like we're going to go from like, you know, skeleton to like super skeleton. It's from like skeleton to like get fucked. You know, 
real quick. Are there any monsters uh, that you don't like? That you're like, man, I will never, ever play. I just, everything about this monster sucks. Like, this is just not happening. Um, is that a future podcast where we we're like just talk no, shit about No, 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 no. We're talking monsters. Is there one I'll never, ever use? Uh, I don't know. I think, like, I think the ones that are like like owlbear, bugbear, like those just seem so run of the mill. I like bugbears, but they, but they are run of the mill. They are run of the mill. mill, and I'm like that's not like exciting. Like, I'm trying to find something with some pizzazz, exciting, something that if you encounter, you're gonna go, oh shit, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say there's, one, there's one good thing bugbears do, except for the very first time you ever fight them at level one or two or something, and then it's they're great if you like a generic big guy, just reskin them as like because. They hit a little harder, uh-huh. you know, a little tougher, and that's it. So you can just because they are generic, they're very you can just like, well, this is you see a big guy come out, and he grabs a giant, you know, two handed mace and stomps at you. So it makes some sense that he's this big ass brute who you know swings a truck. Mm-hmm. But he's not that scary. You're right. He is very that's that's not a great selling point, but it's this you know generic stat block of kind of yeah, bigness. It's just it's just a meh to me. It's just meh. Yeah. I don't want to use meh. I want something exciting. So what would you never use? Never use. Okay, I would never. I don't think I would ever use as a as a combat thing. Banshee. Why? Because they have a way. They open up with like AOE save or dead. Like <laughs> they have a significant chance to just kill your party. Mm-hmm. Like well, that was a, that was a fun day, y'all. Remember when the Banshee <laughs> screamed and we all died and that was the end of it and well shit. Well, you know, or like two of us died. Like oh fuck. That's that's a. That's a steamroll, man. Or, or it doesn't work. It's, it's, it's garbage. You just pound it. It comes. It's a. I don't like one tricks. I don't like this monster shows up, hits the fuck you button, and you're all dead. Or it's that was it. He gets wrecked. Yeah, but if you if you were gonna play like if you were gonna have a banshee and you knew that they had that one thing, if you dropped enough hints as a GM to like kind of foreshadow that that might be a thing, then they can do something to mitigate that and give themselves a, a winning chance. Okay, now you've made a very good argument. I'm actually, that was, now I'm thinking, okay, you, you drop the hints, right? And then yeah. you, you, you stuff some stuff in your ears. You get some, like, ear stuffing, and you're uh-huh. like, okay, all right. Yeah. Now, now, that, now that saving throw went from, like, you know, whatever it is, like 11 or 12, mm-hmm. like, five. So, yeah. and, and you know what's up, and you've got your weapons, you know, silvered or whatever. Okay, fine. That's actually a really, really good argument that, that, that uh, that's actually good. That's probably a good way to come up with like, I love when plots. I surprise you, and you're like, oh my god, you do have a brain. Thank you. I didn't Thank think you very much. <laughs> I didn't think anyone could save the banshee on a hot take. You're like, no, you just, you just make it better. You know, like, you just, you just get better at it. You don't even get her cognitive. <laughs> consider just like being better at the thing. I don't know. Well, I mean, I think a good GM should never just do a gotcha random, bam, this is on you. There should always be something. There should always be telltale signs that something's amiss. Yeah, I th- I, yeah, it's fair, fair enough. If you pull that, but like that's the kind of thing I think a new GM would do. They would plug yeah. that shit in like Cobalt Fight Club. And you're like, <laughs> Aha! This is this is legit. Boom! Oh my god, it's for the entire party. And there's no like, what do you do? Like you can't you can't just like, oh well, some of the goblins got scared and run away. Like they're unconscious. <laughs> I saw that thing and I was terrified. <laughs> But that's that's pretty cool. I can see that being being it uh, either as as an NPC type of interaction, which is you know like this, mm-hmm. that can happen, or yeah, you you drop a ton of hints, ton, and yeah. let your players come in there with some intelligence. 
You know? I mean, you have to, the, the rule of thumb is drop three hints for anybody to get it. Like you have to do at least three hints, otherwise they'll never pick up on it. So I, I try to do the three hint rule. So you know that something's wrong. <laughs> something's happening. I got you. But yeah. You, you have a very cool and very different style. You you like the zazz and flash and, <laughs> and yeah. I, totally I, superficial. I it's great. I don't have to do a lot of deep thinking. Who reads rules? Those rules are for suckers. Yeah, and you know you know who rules more? <laughs> Green dragons. Oh god. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> it's got plus it's got the highest I am... of all the dragons. Oh my god. But if you're a player <laughs> at my table and I say Kraken, or I say Lich, if you're a player, if you're the kind of player that knows those stats, or or does the dreaded search Google for those stats, which I hate. I hate if you're a player and you're looking up the stats of the monster I'm throwing at you. So you I did not look up Kraken. I, I, I don't know if the Kraken is uh, should have been number five. I did not look at that. I saw Kraken. I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to be a shitbag today. So, I mean, so, but if I have a player that is like that or knows those stats and know how it should be run... I think those are the kinds of players that, unless they really trust me, are going to go, no, I'm going to I'm gonna GTFO out of here. Because they're expecting me to run it, rules is written, which is a fair, a fair assumption to make. You do expect your GM to follow the rules, but if I don't follow the rules, it's typically in your favor. Right. But some it's... players still don't like it. They're like, no, those aren't the rules. I, okay. I'm totally with you on that. <laughs> Raw is great when everyone doesn't know each other. Yeah. Like we, you know, you're here, and you're yeah. here, and you're here. Well, at least we have this one thing. We're all on the same page. We're all in the same uh -huh. universe, kind of. But, you know, when you're at the table like you and I are, because, spoiler, I'm in this game she's talking about. I wish she didn't want to kill this guy the other thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, because <laughs> it's scary. It just uh, wants a hug. That's how you defeat it with love and the power just, of friendship. I feel like that's not accurate. I feel like that is... No, I want you to try it. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work. New character, chap. You know, uh, yes! <laughs> that... That's a GM style that's very fun, and I'm having a great time in it. And so, since we trust each other, and not only am I trusting you, it's not be like, well, Kraken, get wrecked, your shit's torn up. Mm -hmm. You are trusting me to go with it and yeah. not turn into a whiny protoplasm of, that player is very overpowered. Uh, rules lawyering me or going, no, that's not what would happen. Or to just start complaining about this isn't fair, we're not. Like, just, just go with me. Just go with me, and trust me, you're going to love it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> but. I like monsters in D and D are are powerful and can do so many things and they can really mess you up. Uh, you know, it's like like Cotton said, is with this black ooze that's gonna mess up the stats of, of what you're carrying. Like uh, I think players know that the monsters are the hammer that the GM gets to use against them. That it's it's the way they get to beat them down. And a GM has so much power already, but now I get to throw monsters. And decide how the world works against you, and and throw anything. I can throw hurricanes at you. I mean, we can have a kraken attack with a with a hurricane coming in. That's just a, a GGM. But yeah, <laughs> I think I think the players know or feel that the monsters are just, you know, they're not scary, scary, but like it's it's just what's going to happen. And a lot of people get attached to their characters. They don't want to see them die. So I understand where some some players kind of you know do the little you know butt clench of like ugh. This isn't. This is good. I don't like this. I get you. It, it, it's a fair enough thing, and I'm not. I'm not, in defense. I'm not trying to kill all my players, but I do want to make them feel unsettled. I think yes. I, I, I want to make them feel threatened. I want to make I want them tension. feel. I want, I want tension. Suspense. I want them to, Yeah. It's an ooze. It's not that big of a deal. And then you hit it, and your weapon is downgraded permanently, and now there's two oozes. I want them to feel that fear. And I feel like if 
in, in the news example, the news is not going to wipe a party. It's just going to upset what you think is stable. Like, you think you have this AC in this armor. You wrote it in pen on your character sheet. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> I want, and, 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 like, minus one damage on a sword. Is that going to be the end of the world? No, but it's unsettling. You've been permanently, mm -hmm. it feels like you've been crippled. In reality, you really haven't. Mm -hmm. You're one trip back to town and 12 gold pieces. You're good. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's just, I want to unsettle. I want to make the players feel that they really are going off into the deep wilds. And you may not come back all 100%. You may not come back on one piece. So I, I, like, I like that unsettled aspect of things. But mm -hmm. that safety bubble. Yes, turn that safety bubble. Put them out of their comfort zone. Yeah. All right. Well, I think this was a great discussion, and I can't wait to do another list with you because I think it was fun, and I think people kind of see how we are very different in how we approach this game. Indeed. <laughs> I, I think so. I've, I've, I'm, I'm glad I had the discussion. I, I love your list. I think it, it, it is a classic. And so you can say, oh, well, yeah, Lich is great. But they are... They really are iconic and great. And when you see one as a player, especially if that gym is built it up, mm -hmm. like I'm like I suspect you probably will, then <laughs> that's gonna be it's just so cool because you know kind of what they are, even if you don't know the line by line of the of the the monster manual. They they come off the page. It doesn't really matter if their intellect is water bloop. You know. They're just scary. <laughs> Yeah, so um, we're going to wrap it up. And hey, if you guys want us to do more lists and you have something that you would like us uh, to create a list for, our top five of whatever, be sure to reach out to us. You can find us on Twitter. What's that handle? The handle is out. Uh, what is it? O O Char? Pick on the spot. You're in charge of the Twitter. You did this on purpose. Yeah. This is this is gonna person. You know what? This is gonna person who throw a cranking in a bunch of level teams. Damn. This is exactly. <laughs> You'll see him. He's RC on the without a net server. Damn him personally. So you can give him the topic for the next list that you would like to see. Yes. Yes. And we'll use your list in the future because Cotton decides the list. He's the he's the main man. He just gives me the homework. I'm the main man. God, please don't put that on anything. <laughs> You're the man. You have to be the one in charge. Yes, Thank you. I am <laughs> I am the I, yes, I am. I am the main man, and you're the main Jupiter. I'm the main Jupiter. Indeed. <laughs> well, I had a great time. I hope everybody listening has had a good evening and a good night, or good. Well, I don't know, maybe it's your morning podcast. I don't know. You know, so <laughs> whatever it is, it was good. <laughs> All right, thank you, everyone, and we will see you uh, in two weeks. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Jupiter and Cotton talking about stuff, debating issues, making it happen, girl. Yeah.